When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Understand who killed the dog was. Uh, well, I just think... <laughs> Um, all right, give it a whirl. Yeah, man. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm actually, um, I'm in New Jersey. Uh, The reason I'm in New Jersey, first of all, I just want to address the hurricane. Um, living in Naples, a lot of, a lot of you reached out and we, meaning my family, we escaped not losing power by freaking miracle. Um, and the Gulf of Mexico literally came within two feet, two feet, not even to the back of our house. And it finally stopped around four something PM. And I gotta be honest with you. I, I thought it was, I thought we were done. I thought we were done. Uh, but it didn't and I felt so blessed and then I started driving around and I could not believe the devastation in Naples I mean I go to this little coffee shop called bean to cup in Naples and got completely destroyed it's completely it's destroyed and their house is destroyed so there's a lot of people what you don't realize that like Fort Myers is mutilated. These people lived on Marco Island. So there's all these areas like Captiva, Sanibel, Marco, Naples that we're getting, they're not getting the national attention like Fort Myers, but they're, they're pummeled. They're homeless. They they're losing. I've talked to at least four families that have just, their houses are demolished. So, we escaped well. We have some families coming in and out of the house. I think there's a uh, matter of fact, there's people coming over today with their kids and staying. So, but I'm in New Jersey right now. So thank you for the, and, and I got to say the governor of Florida, I, he put out a state of emergency at least. <sighs> Four, four, about three, four days ahead. And I thought it was a little too much to be honest. I was like, come on, man. He's just being precautious now. I mean, it was like three, four days ahead. Uh, prepare to evacuate. Do not underestimate. This is very serious. Uh, lives will be in danger. Um, I, I, I still have the text because I was, I was traveling when I got it. And I call my wife. I'm like, what is this guy? Is he? She's like, yeah. But I got to be honest with you. He prepped that state days ahead of time. So my hat's off to him. He gave me a huge, huge heads up days before that even passed Cuba. 
was Governor DeSantis saying, hey, we have a state of emergency going on and this is going down. Um, so, yeah, he definitely he definitely put that out there. And the amount of people that's coming from the East Coast of Florida and like Alabama and it's it's pretty awesome. You see trucks and ambulances and police cars and fire trucks. I had a flight. The Fort Myers Airport is gonzo. It's not open, I think, until October 7th or 8th. And so when I fly out, I have to go to the East Coast of Florida, which is Fort Lauderdale, Miami, stuff like that. And every time, three times now, I had to drive to that coast and all I see is electric companies, <coughs> volunteer fire, fire departments, police, ambulance. They come over every single day, trucks with generators. So that state's really pulling through, man. I, my, it's very impressive what Florida's doing, I got to say. So as far as the, the hurricane, we're good. But if you know people that need help, just I don't know what you can do to help, but keep them in your thoughts because that it's not just Fort Myers. It's Fort Myers all the way down to Marco Island. It's pretty bad. So with that said, I mean, Naples, we have this beautiful pier. It's gone. It's just gone. The The food thing on it, everything's gone. It's 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 pretty wild. I mean, that water got high. Um, I saw it in Sandy, New Jersey years ago. So with that said, but we're good to go. The brewers are good. Now, why am I in New Jersey? Uh, so quick story about my oldest daughter, my firstborn. Before she was born, um, this was like during a Senate Live. I'm done with Senate Live. This is 1999, uh, probably around like the beginning. Of, actually, it was like mid-May. It, it was May. And my wife was overdue. She's supposed to have the baby. And all I remember, this is a pretty sick story. This is pretty sick. And yes, I'm in my car because I actually had to redo this podcast. I was... At the end of this podcast, you'll see I got a great guest on. He's 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 funny. I got videos. I, I love what he puts out there. I love who he calls out. Um, and we're gonna cut to him soon. But I had to redo this because originally my eyes were puffed because I was I was crying. I was crying. I was I was I thought I was gonna be okay, but then I wasn't. So why was I crying? Let me get into it. So my first daughter. Okay. Um, we don't have a name for her. We have no, and I told my wife, this is a true story. As a D, if we have a little boy, we want to name it XYZ. Not literally, but you know. He wants to name his son XYZ. That's weird. Bird is weird. Maybe he is a starter. Um, we had a name. It was going to be after our grandfather, William Bill, Bill Brewer, Billy Brewer. And if it was a girl, we didn't have a name. But I did say specifically, D, I don't know what kind of name represents an angel, but I feel like if it's a daughter, it's going to be an angel. And so we kept going back and forth with names. And I'd say, what about Angela? She's like, Angela? That's, that has nothing to do with angel, dummy. That's Italian. Like, I don't know. So she comes up with the name Gabrielle. 
and she says, um, it's the archangel of Gabriel. And did, did, you know, neither one of us go to church. Where'd you, oh, it's in the Bible, whatever it was. I'm like, ah, Gabby, Gabalo, I'm not feeling it. Kid's not going to be Gabby. So a couple months go by. What do you think? It, you, you know, it's an, you keep looking for an angel name. You don't have any. I'm telling you. Have you reconsidered Gabrielle? And I went, eh, I don't think so. She went, well, I don't know. I've, I've given you, you want an angel name, I give it to you. So this goes on all the way until the month she's supposed to be born, that the baby's supposed to be born. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl. And, um, and I did everything. There's this whole like, you know, you take it, you take a ring and you hold it and you put it on the belly. And if it goes this way, it's a, a boy. If it goes in a circle, it's a girl. Whatever it is, it's stupid. The Chinese chart, all this nonsense. They were all wrong, by the way. Um, well, baby's going to be born. We have a name for this kid if it's a girl. I wanted to represent an angel. And I take a walk with my wife. We go to Central Park because I lived on really nice areas. Sunnet Live, doing good and making money. And we lived on West End, 63rd and West End, the West End Towers in New York City. I said, hon, let's, let's, you know, let's take a walk. She's getting big. And I said, she goes, maybe it'll help if I take a walk. So we take a walk from the West End Towers to Central Park. And it's a couple blocks. And we go in Central Park, there's this big grassy knoll. It's a beautiful grassy knoll. And people play soccer and their kids are there. And you, and you hang out during the day and there's ball fields and all this stuff. But there's one big grassy knoll. So we walk to this grassy knoll. And she's tired. She's pregnant, rubbing her feet. And she passes out, takes a nap. So while she's taking a nap, I'm looking out into the field. <sighs> And I'm watching, you know, kids play with their families. And it's the first time where the name Gabrielle is in my head. You know, as a parent, you're looking at kids and you got a, you got your name and you're practicing. You know, if your kid, if you think kid's name is going to be Charlie, you're like, Charlie, put that. No, Charlie, don't put that in your mouth. Hey, good boy. You know, my God, Charlie, good boy. So you, you go through those scenarios in your head. So I'm going, all of a sudden, Gabrielle starts coming to me. And I'm like, Gabrielle, oh, my God, you're beautiful, sweetie. You look like a little angel. Oh, my little Gabby, I love you when you have your pigtails. So the name is in me. But my wife does not know this because she's sleeping and napping. As far as she knows, I'm not in on this name whatsoever. This is such a crazy story. It's not crazy. It's amazing. I got to stop saying it's amazing. So we're leaving now. She wakes up. And she's like, let's go. And we start walking to leave Central Park. And there's a, there's a track. There's a running track. People roll skate on it. They jog. They ride their bikes. And as we're about to cross the path, it was a little busy that day. This guy comes up to me. He's a little off, a little not threatening. Didn't scare me, didn't give me bad vibes, but there was just something a little 
a little off. And he goes right up to my wife, to her belly, and puts his hand in the belly. And he goes, oh, my God, you have a beautiful girl. You're having a beautiful girl. And she's like, yeah, no, no, I don't know what I'm having. She keeps walking. She feels a little uncomfortable. You don't touch ladies' bellies. You ask. And um, we start walking away. And he goes, when is she due? Like, hey, man, I turned around. I'm going to get like a little annoyed. I'm sizing him up. I'm going to have to clock this guy. I'm going to have to clock him. I already sized him up. I'm like, he ain't, I'm going to sucker punch him. He ain't going to know what's going down. You messing with my pregnant wife. This is a setup. It's New York City. Uh, first, you pretend you're a friend. Then you like, give me a money. You take them. Not, nah, dude. I'm taking you out. One shot. Bow. Right to the right. Bow. I'm, I'm hitting you with an open hand right to the throat. Hey, man. I'm like, Bleh! Hey, man. I told you we don't know what. Bleh! He's out. Saved my child already. So he goes, no, she's, that's a little girl. That's a little girl. And I go, I don't know what we're having. And he goes, I'm telling you, it's a little girl. She's a beautiful little angel. Do you have a name for the angel? And now I'm like, what the, like, what's going on here? And then he goes, how about Gabrielle? There you go. Gabrielle for the beautiful little girl. She's going to be an angel. Every hair on my body body that I didn't even know existed. I had hair on my on my calves that were sticking up. I had hair on the back of my neck, on my belly. I don't even remember. My wife squeezed my hand because she felt the same thing. Like, what the? So you're telling me I want to name our daughter. I want it to represent an angel my wife tells me the name Gabrielle. I go, nah, I don't like it. Months later, now I'm in the park thinking of Gabrielle, and we got to come up with a name quick. And I wanted to represent Angel, and out of nowhere, this guy comes up, and he says, that's a little girl. Name her Gabrielle. She's an angel. What? What is that? What is that? Like, I have nothing to sell you right here. That happened. And so we're, I mean, we're, we're, we started walking away. We're like, that was, that was weird. She was cheering that, that freaked me out. Like what? She was, I wasn't scared. It was just bizarre. And I went, I wasn't scared either. But, and then this guy turns around and starts walking backwards with his arms open and he just kind of merges into the crowd like a movie scene and walks away. What the? So when she was born, which was another, that was another whole fiasco. Oh my God. You, you seen my bit on it. That's true. The first kid came out. They used a suction cup. The head was sticking out this long. She had a big long head and they're like, hey, congratulations. They give it to you like they're proud of it. Here you go. Here's your kid. Don't worry about the banana head. She'll be fine in a couple of weeks. And we named her Gabrielle. So this kid, her whole life, she was an adventurer. 
she's a tree. She climbs a tree. She wants to go, 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 go. Always 20 steps ahead of us. Always. About two months ago, you know, she's been, she's been down, depressed. I've done podcasts with her. She's like, Dad, I'm leaving the country. I said, what do you mean? She says, I, I, I've been going this over and over and over and over. I, I, I don't, I don't want to be a career woman. I don't want to be part of an establishment where you got at this age, you got to be this and then you got to go to school and then you got to do that. I, I, I loved working with handicapped children and children needs. She did. She loved, she would call me all the time and show me pictures of the kids. She was working. She loved working with the kids and taking care of them. Um, she was, but I don't, and she got really heartbroken because one day she showed up at the, at the place she was helping these kids and she was very close to these two and there was no warning like, yep, no, nope, you're no longer with them. You're over here. And she's like, whoa, do, whoa, but he's a, like, we, we got so, like right in the middle. So that really bothered her. She saw the whole thing as a system and she didn't enjoy it. She didn't enjoy the health system. And she's like, dad, I want to be. I want to be rich in experience. I want to be rich in adventure. I don't want, I, I, there, I want to start seeing the world and I want to, and I will figure it out. And my boyfriend's coming with me and he's a great kid. Never even left his town, let alone the country. And they left today. And boy, was I a mess about two hours ago my eyes were all swollen it was just i was happy happy tears happy tears but it's it's a moment in your life as a father where you know your whole world just shifted they're not going to college and they're like i don't know if i'm gonna see this kid i have a funny feeling she's like hey mom hey hey mom dad it's our daughter. I'm in South Korea right now. And then we're heading to what? Well, talking. Boom, they're gone. And out of all the things this kid wanted to do, I have to say, when she said that, I felt a peace and a calm in me because I knew and I feel this is her destiny. Always have. I just didn't expect it to where she's going. I'm going to tell you where she's going. And she said, I think I'm going to keep a journal. I went, will you please, please keep a journal. I'd love to talk about it on the podcast. I'd love to talk about the journey. You don't know if you're going to influence other young people. Uh, you, you, I, I'm not going to lie to you. She influenced me. I, my wife and I talked about the minute the, our youngest graduates, we're at, we're, we're on a venture. We're out of here. This is going to be hard catching me. If I'm not touring, it's going to be hard finding me. I'm going to be doing podcasts from all over the world. That's my drive. That's my inspiration. This kid just kickstarted another whole level for me. I just could not believe. But this is the same person that went to Tanzania by herself to work at an orphanage and taking two buses by herself, a 19-year-old kid, and then walk another seven miles through a village it was just, i just and then goes to kenya by herself and you, i mean 
this kid is my oldest one, Gabrielle, is so I'm excited. I cried like a baby. <sighs> Trying not to now. <laughs> but they're happy tears. Because I know this kid's off and going. Now, on an awesome note, so many people always ask about my wife and how she's doing. And if you don't know and you're new to the show, six and a half years ago now, she was diagnosed stage four cancer. She only had a short time to live. She went on a trial at UPenn uh, in Philadelphia. And as of last week, she is My wife is off the trial. I'm not going to celebrate. She ain't celebrating. It's just great day. Good news for now. We don't know what Around the Corner brings. And I'm not poo-hooing it. But for now, she still has to take stuff. She still has to go up and, you know, have her blood checked and do that. But not... Not the way we were doing it. So six and a half years, you pen. My hat's off to you for keeping my wife around, and uh, you know between her faith and the way she the the way she eats clean, which I'm not gonna lie, is a pain in the ass when we go out to eat. She tries to wish like, is this in it? Is that in it? Can I have this? Can I have that? And as much as I want to go, oh my god, I gotta remember, hey man, this is part of keeping her alive. I wish I had that power. Um, so yes, six and a half years, my wife is off that trial and, uh, all I can do is, is thank you God for, for, for still having her in my life. So to lighten up the atmosphere, I got to bring this guy on. I love his videos. Um, he's a great guy. He cracks me up. He really does. He just pushes the envelope. He mocks. He mocks the establishment, which is what I love. So please help me welcome Mr. Alex Stein. He's a pimp on a blimp, high on steak and lots of shrimp. He goes by Primetime Stein on Instagram and Alex Stein 99 on YouTube. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Stein. I like your intro, Mike. Jimmy, what the heck, dude? You got me crying. I'm in here. I'm getting all sad. I'm thinking about Gabrielle. I'm thinking about New York, the guy naming your daughter. Gosh, it's a primetime 99. This is a surreal moment. I'm finally with one of the you know biggest comedic legends of all time. And you got me almost in tears, Jimmy. What the heck, dude? What's going on? That's why I'm bringing you in, brother. I had a bro. I was doing my best. I mean, look at my face. I'm a, I, I can't, I'm a mess. And well, Jimmy, Jim, let me, let me just start off by saying this. Cause I hate it because you've already got us in that, you know, kind of lower vibrational, you know, spot. Cause we're sad. And I'm saying I'm a huge fan and I love listening to you on Howard. And I'm just saying, I really, this is a true thing. This is me hundred percent honest. I like to joke around. My mom died of, uh, you know, hospital protocols recently in October, 2021. She got COVID they gave her remdesivir. I'm suing them, uh, you know, for medical malpractice. It's I would cry about it every single day. But one thing that helped me get through it, watching my mom die, and I trauma bonded with you talking about how you took care of your dad in the last yeah. years and how hard that was for you. And, and I know that process was longer than, 
you know, the week that I watched my mom die slowly in my arms. But um, I'm just saying you helped me out a lot with that because I realize there's other people that have to go through a terrible thing well, like that. You don't have any choice. No, Alex, I love that you I, I, I'm glad you got that because I, I tell people, listen, it's inevitable. And no matter how how popular we are, how much money we weigh, blah, 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 and how many followers you got, that's real life. And that hits you and, and nobody trains you for it. And I tell people, I, I think I did it in the last special too, where I said, if you got that opportunity to be there, do it. Don't fear it. And at least it gives you a little closure. And I'm sure you're still pissed and mad, just like you said, and you should go after them. And I'm glad you're going after them. I mean, I'm, I'm teetering too on going after certain people to make a point for decriminalize for criminalizing us for not getting the shot. And I would like to go after um, your Keith Obermans and The View and all these animals, these pigs, these savages, these low-level uh, human beings that 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 made us. That that quite frankly, they they were disgusting and they were vile human beings trying to bully us into it. And now that we're not doing it, huh? Wow, it's weird. We haven't passed away. Interesting, but well, uh, they need to be held accountable, all of them, because they are talking to millions and they are um, they reach those people and those people listen to them and they know that and the networks know it and they all need to be able to pay the price. All of them. A hundred percent. And I know you went viral when you were on my biological father's show, Tucker Carlson, talking about your stance and how you weren't going to do the clubs that uh, required the the vaccine. And this is the thing is, you know, I know this is on the Internet, so we can only say on YouTube, we can only say so much. You know, we just want to say I just want to start off by saying the vaccine is safe and effective for seven billion people. Although shellfish is not safe and effective for seven billion people, although almonds are not safe and effective for seven billion people, although peanuts are not safe and effective for seven billion people, although Hello, shrimp, shrimp, and I'm a pimp on a blimp eating shrimp. So I just want to say, the <laughs> vaccine is the best thing in the world. It's even more safe and effective than shrimp, my favorite food in the world. So I just want to say that, that and it's, they tested on eight mice. I would only need four mice. I would be satisfied if they just tested it on four mice, Jim. So thank you, Dr. Fauci. Thank you so much for everything thank you've you. done for this country. Absolutely. Especially, especially in the 80s, what he did with AZT. Oh. I really like what he did with that. That he was, was incredible. incredible. Incredible work. You know that. I mean, he just crushed it. He crushed it. Okay, but Jim, I got I got to ask you this because you know, you know, I see your maturation, you know, and I and I know that you're a family man. But what woke you up to what's going on? Because you've probably given up so many opportunities, realizing that we're living in a world of lies. So, what was like the the breaking point for you, Jim? Um, the whole trying to sell me what was going on. It's like, listen, I I, I knew I, I go back before nine eleven, mm-hmm. realizing. This isn't what everyone thinks it is. Um, I, I go back way, way, way a long time of, of having these discussions of you're living. I don't even know what it is, a matrix, whatever it is, that people just watch a tube and are controlled by a tube. And then it's the Roman Empire. It's just the, But I would have to say... Uh, COVID was to me, okay, it's do or die time. This is, this is real. They're not stopping. They're, they're, I don't know what the mission is, but it's not pretty. 
and it's, it has no good intentions whatsoever, and they're coming for humanity. That was my own personal opinion, and then that's when I, I realized I don't care what people think. I know what I see. I know what my God-given instinct is telling me. I feel it. I see it. Um, and I trust it. And the spirit within me was loud and clear. And, uh, that was, and that was the beginning of it. That, that I'm like, how do you not, in my, in my opinion, the Nazis, they've been around, they're still around. It's, it's even, even here in our government, it is so obvious to me. Uh, and of course, you, I, I don't want people to go, Oh, how can you compare? Oh, I'll compare. I'll compare. And it's my right to compare. That's what called freedom of speech is. Um, they're just not as blatant about it. They hide in different manners by their rules, by their, by a lot of things. So that was the big turning for, for, for me, Alex. And, you know, and then I started looking at a lot of uh, certain videos and blah, blah, blah. And yours would come up. And I went, wow, this guy, <laughs> this guy, I like what he's putting out there. Like there's, um, there, this, my wife started following Crenshaw for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I got to say, when I, saw, when I saw the patch, I went, oh, you know, he's a, you know, he's a veteran. And I get him, like, I got it. So, but then, you know, I keep forgetting it's professional wrestling. It's all, it's visuals. It's, uh, hey, you know, like McCain, you know, I was a word. So you don't ask questions. You're just like, I'm all in because he's a. So, Mike, play this video because you caught him. You caught him <laughs> part of the Klaus Schwab um, as we plan on what's going on with the rest of the bird. And we, uns, uh, we will determine your future and you will eat bugs and you will mm -hmm. like it and you will own nothing. Show this yeah. video of Alex hunting down Crenshaw. And this, I got to say, made me go, I don't trust this guy anymore. Whether it's true or not, I don't trust Crenshaw anymore. To me, he's a mole. He's the a one, the only. I run into the man. The one, the only, Dan Crenshaw, I patch McCain. But Dan, why are you retweeting Dave Portnoy saying he wants me to fail? F me. Why'd you retweet this all is a that? This is the video, but why'd you retweet really all that? Think, I know, but why don't you like me? We're both from Texas. I can help you out. You're just not America <laughs> first. You're a globalist. You're giving more money to Alex Ukraine. Assaulted a 65-year-old. I didn't touch. You're such a liar. We have it on tape. See, this guy's still lying. I bet McCain's out here still lying. You're so full of it, dude. That's why you're gonna lose, dude. I know. I know you don't know. You don't think that it's gonna happen, guys. This guy's a traitor. Are you an adult? You're a globalist. Yeah, I'm an adult calling you out. This you lost your eye for weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist, and you don't even call it out. Weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist, bud. You know that. Let me hear you say something about that. Well, well, and then I caught him again. And he tried to use the wounded warriors. And first of all, I just want to start by saying, of course, I support the veterans. But if you look at Who the does? military.
Yeah, of course. So why would I say no? But dude, first of all, the way America treats our veterans, they treat them like crap. That's why the suicide rate is so high. That's why they're, uh, uh, you know, the, the the care that they get in the hospitals crap. So That's if right. America really cared about our veterans, they should do more. Right. But this is the thing. I support every single individual within the uniform. But our uniform that's going in, in this military imperialism, when you go to the Middle East, you kill a million Muslims. Barack Obama right. does a drone strike every 20 minutes for eight years, killing yep. people at weddings, killing people at funerals. They don't care for weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist. Let me Did just tell you something. I'm a conflict interventionist. I think war is the most sick and devastating thing you could do as a hum- human population. We need to not do it. But people like Dan Crenshaw, when you look at the $12 million that he raised, I think he's the second highest fundraising Republican. It's all from Halliburton, Raytheon, from all of these military companies that are all voting to send $80 billion. Now we're at $100 billion That's going right. to Ukraine. When America's suffering, people can't even afford to fill up That's their right. gas tank. The, the middle class, there's no middle class, Jim. You, nobody right. can afford to buy a single family home. Nobody the American dream has become the American nightmare. So guys like this, if you cared about America, you would help right. the middle class. But he doesn't. So we need to call them out. You know what? I got to be honest with you. I remember when uh, McCain, you know, when people – here's what drives me nuts. Because my dad was a World War II vet. And I'm not I'm – not, that doesn't give me any pass. But I, I studied and I learned that where all these people get is a, a VFW lodge. They maybe get like a little – oh, isn't that a nice little – statue how nice how cute um they don't get jack squad and when you have a politician going we're gonna help the veterans this is when i go when i smell bullshit i go you don't need to be a politician to do it just do it you know how many guys are out there that are military guys that are that have their own foundations going on right now they and they and they don't ask for nothing they got they got healing things out in wyoming in montana i've had them on here the i got your six there's some they're doing it not the politicians they're full of nitrogenous waste they're pigs they're useless we gotta just start ex- i love that you're exposing them because people are falling for this guy and again what i would have liked to see crenshaw do and where he lost me on that conversation he didn't stop he could have stopped and said alex listen was i at the globe this thing yes i was <laughs> um but here's the deal i he did but he didn't he didn't, and he tried to criminalize you, and that made me suspect of him and people shit. Like, I, I, I will not trust that guy as far as I can throw him, and I pray to God he doesn't go any further up the ladder. I hope he's exposed and, and all that. So I want to thank you for putting that out there. Well, don't need to thank me, honestly. It's like uh, uh, I'm really just trying to, you know, expose these politicians. And there's even a longer video where he did stop and have a conversation. But even when he talked, he didn't even he basically didn't want to admit that there's an invasion on our southern border. And I'm pro-immigration. I don't want, you know, immigrants. I want them to come to America and have a better life. But the sex trafficking, drug trafficking, you look at the prescription drug prices. People are afraid to even go to the hospital because it's so expensive. There are serious problems these people can actually go and and address. But instead, they literally just want to go give more of another billion dollars to the Ukraine. So for guys like Dan Crenshaw, people in the conservative movement, they say, oh, Alex, why do you go after the guys on the right? The left wing and the right wing are on the same bird, and that bird is going through a plate glass window. Exactly. Professional and they just, wrestling. 
and Jim, you know that. And that's what that's the thing is these people want to pick sides is I'm a populist. I'm in the middle. There's some stuff that I'm pretty liberal about. There's some stuff that I'm more conservative about. So I don't like being, you know, put into a box. Everybody wants to be put into a box. And that's why they do that, Jim, because they want us of to course. set they want us they want to separate us to make us fight each other. So we never go after the people that are actually causing us all these problems. So it's really not it's I'm saying it's really not, it's an open secret, Jim. And these people, I what I try to do though is I can never convince somebody to have the same opinion as me. I just want people to question the reality in which we live in because if you start asking questions some of the answers you get back you're like this doesn't make sense how did tower seven fall down so fast you know well, 99.7 percent survival rate you know i mean there's just a lot of questions that when they start trying to answer them they don't make sense so if i can just encourage somebody to ask a question about anything then then i feel like i've won and i'm doing my job do you feel alex that the last couple years You've seen more people awaking, like going, more people going, wow, I never noticed this before, or I never thought that about politicians, or I never thought that about news. And they're questioning, but the more they question, the more they start going, oh my God, this entire system is, is got to be changed. It's, I'm starting to hear that a lot. Well, of course, of course, everybody's starting to wake up. But the problem is, is the majority of people are still asleep. And even when you try to wake them up, they don't want to be awake. They got problems with their girlfriends. They got to pay their bill. They got to pay their rent. So it's so it's like there's a lot of reasons that, uh, you know, motivates them to stay asleep. And that's the other issue. It's not even it's like it's like you and I, you and I are awake to a lot of the stuff that's going on. Even if we woke everybody up, it's just like we started a 20 year war. Weapons of mass destruction didn't exist. Nobody says anything. We're going to find out with this vaccine. I'm just saying we're going to find out this vaccine and maybe. Maybe it wasn't exactly what they said. And people are going to say, oh, well, Dr. Fauci tried his best. See, we need to hold these people accountable Agreed. once we find out the truth. So that's my Agreed. problem is that we we can even catch him in the lie, Jim, but Agreed. we don't even do anything about it. We do nothing about it. That's what drives me nuts. So, okay, now you know certain people lie. Like, the, the, the what is her name? The Burks with, with the scarf, the scarf lady. What, what, what is? Yeah, with Jan Burks or whatever. Yeah, Jan yeah, Burks. The CDC. She, yeah, yeah. She comes out and says, you know what? We knew end quote, we knew it wasn't as effective. Right there, to me, that's a crime against humanity. You just admitted a crime against humanity that you lied to. You knew everyone was around the TV set watching you every day and trusting every word you said. They need to be held accountable, every single one of them. But this is the problem. It's Deborah Burke. No it. Yeah, yeah. But this is the problem, Jimmy, is we're freaking not run by human beings. We're run by multinational corporations. You look at Apple yes. computers. They're one of the biggest corporations in the world. They can buy and sell these politicians like toilet paper. And that's why America is losing because the Industrial yes. Revolution is what made this country great. We built crap and we sold crap. But instead, now we've outsourced it everywhere. So now Apple, they have a thing called the Foxconn factories in Shandong, China, where the conditions are so poor that they have suicide nests for their employees because so many employees are jumping off the roof. And Apple Computers, the, the, one of the number one companies in all of America, instead of making better working conditions in Shandong, China, they build stronger nets. They build bigger nets. So this shows you how much empathy these companies have for human beings. They have zero. These All they care about is dollars and cents. And that's the problem is that we do not have people that are in power that are empathetic to the needs of human beings. We have corporations that are running this almost like out of a sci-fi dystopian George Orwell 
Orwell, 1984, whatever you want to call it. All the predictive programming was 100% right. Human beings aren't calling the shots. It's CEOs at the top of corporations, and it's literal computers, artificial intelligence, algorithms, whatever they think helps them, uh, you know, monetarily. That is a system they put in place, and we are the current slaves to the system. And that's the problem when it comes to when it comes to uh, taking away. This is what they do: is they take away your freedom under the guise of safety. They say, "Oh well, you can't go out to the store because we're going to keep you safe. Oh, you got to wear a mask because you're going to keep you safe." But the end of the day when you trade that you're going to end up with no freedom and no safety and people don't realize that jim that's why it's so important to be civilly disobedient not so much where you get arrested not so much where even though the january 6th thing is a huge sham we can't give them the ammunition to put us in jail i'm just saying we have to be disobedient in a way that doesn't make us subject to law enforcement and that's what everybody should be doing what do you what do you think though where does it go where is this going? Just as a thought process, how do you see where this goes? Well, well I'm different in my opinion. A lot of people always think, oh, civil war, civil war, civil war. I, no. I just don't. I, I don't think that. I personally no. don't think that. That's I think ridiculous. Yeah, I think that is I, – I tend to agree with that 100%. Now, are there going to be some crazy people that might shoot each other? Yeah, but that's going to be a small people. Most people don't want to do that. But for no. me, wh- where does it go? I mean, I think, it, I think it's inevitable that we end up – this is just me being conspiratorial. That's just I, you. I'm just saying I believe it's going to get so crazy, Jim. If, we, if I'm talking about 100 years ahead, I think they're going to say, oh, climate change is so bad. We need to plug you into the metaverse. And in this metaverse, the reality is indistinguishable from the virtual world. And in the virtual world, you get your dad back, Jim. I get my mom back. I get a 10-inch dong. I get to be a multimillionaire. And you plug into the <laughs> right. matrix. No, seriously. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, I get the, to be LeBron. I get to, I get be, to be LeBron. I get to be a uh, Tony Romo. I get to win the Super Bowl every year. Whatever you know, whatever fantasy you want, Vanilla Sky. And they're going to trick people. And guess what, Jim? They're going to sign up, and they're going to be a line around the block. Every You're single right. person in Manhattan is going to say, "Oh, I want to be in the tube. I want to be in the tube. Put me in the tube." Oh, did you hear? You get to be plugged into the tube. You live in the tube. It's so cool. And people are going to fall for it. And as soon as you plug into that machine, you're dead. They kill you. You think, "Oh, I'm going to be intubated and be alive." No, you're dead. And that is what they're going to do. Is they're going to convince people it's out of the georgia guidestones they want to get the population to you know 500 million obviously that's a conspiracy but i'm just saying these elites do not care about us one bit if they did care about us they wouldn't test something on eight mice and say safe and effective for everyone (laughs) whoops whoopsie daisy yeah whoopsie we what? The data Sorry was incorrect. Oh, we, we made a mistake. <laughs> oh, we were wrong. Sorry. Oopsie poopsie. Oh my God. Sorry. Eat it. That's that's basically the end of the day. Um, there was a there's a well, I don't know. I, I do believe that. I just don't I don't try to figure out. I try to get as simple as possible. Um, I try to tap back into God and family and nature. It's the only thing that keeps me sane anymore because the rest is just everyone talks about. I I, I feel like I'm in a jungle and I'm losing my mind because that's all anyone talks about now. And so every time I think things are changing rapidly, then I got to. It's like what you said. I think the majority is not woke up yet. I think the majority knows something's off and something's wrong, but there's a small percentage that will never change and that's fine, but they also, they just don't know what's going And then there's people like us like, listen, 
you guys have no clue what's going down. And even <laughs> us, there's so many layers that we're incapable. Like we we can't even. We have no idea. And, but but see, Jim, this is this is the problem though. We always have to make this point, or I try to make this point so strong. It's like yeah, there's stuff we don't know, but it's a foundational lie. They tell you as soon as you get into school that two rocks smashed together and everything came from nothing. The Big right. Bang Theory, and right. that you evolved from literal <laughs> right. pond scum. That lightning hit a pond, and then you were a fish, and then a fish grew a penis, and then that penis had sex with a woman, and then here we go. And so it's that atheistic <laughs> mindset. Right. No, seriously, it's that atheistic yeah. mindset where we're just all a cosmic accident. Yet, Jim, at one point you had. 8,000 grandparents that had to have sex at that exact time. Your grandfather had couldn't have pulled out your great, 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 grandmother had to bust a nut in the right time at the right place for you to even be here. We won the life lottery, Jim. And they lie to you. They make you think, oh, well, your your life sucks. Yet the real reality is we hit the lottery. As soon as you were born, we hit the lottery. And that's the lie. If we can make more people realize that their life is meaningful and that you're just even lucky to be here for this short ride. You get one ride and you yeah. better savor the flavor and not let the new world order take away all your happiness. Then people will start realizing, oh, let me take some self-accountability and let me just start not worrying about the opinions of strangers. And that's what changed, too, for me, Jim. And that's what made me actually successful is I wasn't trying to please anybody. I just said, I'm going to be unapologetically myself. Some people are going to hate me. But you know what? The more hate I got, the more love I got. And that's I, I think agree. that can be I think that can be extrapolated for everything. When you stop worrying about the opinions of strangers, there's a saying it's like your biggest fan is a stranger and your biggest enemy is somebody close to you. So my point being is don't worry about these opinions of strangers. Once you stop worrying about that, your life becomes much better, much less anxious. And uh, then you can actually start being yourself. Alex, you nailed it on the head. The minute I didn't care about the hate that would come my way for the things that I felt and said, which I still don't, I don't. Mm -hmm. As long as you're coming from a good place and you feel and know it's right, it's okay. Because some people are just not going to, it's just like that, I, I forgot who the interview was, or the KGB guy years ago in the 80s, where he said, I'm going to show you the truth one day and you're not going to believe it. As a matter of fact, you're going to fight and rather keep the lie going than anything else. We, that is truly the matrix where I could sit here and go, this is water. And someone will go, no, it's not. No, it's not. Like, no, it's what? No, it's not. And that's where we're at. It's, it's mind boggling. But it's also exciting at the same time because I feel so much free. I feel like I've been freed. My soul has been freed. And no matter where it goes, I know I'm on a path. I may make mistakes, and I'm going to make mistakes. But as long as we keep putting what we feel is truth, that's all we can do. It makes me sleep a little better at night. That's all. I'm tired of just sitting and letting it all roll over. Got to put something out there. Um, well, well, Jim, I, I want to say this. So that's why I started to go viral is, is I started my podcast. I worked for a TV show called Cheaters here in Dallas. And I can only say so much. I signed an NDA where we catch people cheating on their husbands and wives. And then the host died of a fentanyl drug overdose. It was a good friend of mine. He bought some street pills, had fentanyl and died. They said, Alex, you're going to be the host of the show. Then when it came time to shoot April 2020, uh, 20, 2020, they picked a DJ from New York, a guy named Peter Guns, and they changed his last name to Panky, and it was, it, the show's distributed by Viacom, so that shows you the social justice stuff. But my point being is I was devastated, Jim. I was like, oh, I, got, I finally got a job. I'm hosting a reality TV show. I did it. I made it. Then it got taken away from me. 
And instead of going back to work there as a producer, I started my own podcast. And then when I started my podcast, I started going to these public meetings and I started speaking seriously. They, these All these politicians looked at me like I was a tinfoil hat asshole. Like, who is this guy, yes. you know, talking yes. about 9-11, talking about, you know, giving us stats, <laughs> right. all this, they're like, F this guy. And then when I realized that these politicians are what we call NPCs, non-playable characters in the video game of life. Like in a video game, you try to get your character to interact with them. It's very similar to real life. It's like these NPCs that say, safe and effective on my fifth booster whatever that mainstream agenda is they believe it but my point being is once i started to mock them jimmy once i started oh. to make fun of them yes. that was it that yes. changed the whole pace and that's yes. what i realized we have to use humor because we are under yes. constant trauma-based mind control where every time they turn on cnn five thousand dead a hundred thousand dead three hundred thousand dead it's always going up and you're always gonna you're gonna have that cortisol release that the fear hormone and people get addicted to it so the only way to break people out of that cortisol release is to make them laugh and once yes. you can start making people laugh it changes yes. the whole entire game and these people that are so ultra serious i'm the mayor i'm the city councilman <laughs> that's right and then you you cut him down a peg. You're like, oh wow, I'm the same as this guy because we're all the same. We all have problems. We all, you know, have whatever issues. We, you know, maybe it's different for each person, but nobody's perfect. And once we can call them out and make fun of stuff and start laughing again, then our culture, our culture wars, we call it, will start yep. shifting in our favor. You're absolutely right because I, I want to show a video that you did and made me freaking belly laugh. And I'm sure they thought you were lunatic, but you were. <laughs> over the top I, well, I don't know if you were in front of congress i don't know where you were mike you, which one of these videos play uh do you know what he's he's sitting there in front of i don't even remember what the hell you were talking about is that the about. ukraine the ukraine video are you talking about that when i joined yeah this is tucker's favorite video where i try to recruit the uh plano or the richardson city council to join uh the ukrainian foreign legion that was that that was what yes. got me on tucker yes. that's his favorite video of all yes yes of all of my, <laughs> Well, this is a Plano. This is where I rap. This is the rapping one. But this this one is this huge one I rapped about Vladimir Zelensky. But if you go on the YouTube, I don't know if you can find it on the YouTube, but it's yeah, Alex Stein, Ukrainian Foreign Legion. But this this video is probably my biggest video where I was rapping uh, about Ukraine. I, I couldn't. Now, who are you talking in front of right here? Who are you See, this is this. Of? This is a Plano. This is a Plano City Council. The mayor of Plano and all the <laughs> all the politicians. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. See, uh, but this is my biggest too, video. You, when you make fun of, when you realize just because if they purposely go on a higher altar to look down on you, they purposely wear certain clothes to make them more important. And very, you know, authority. that's why I do it, Jim. That's why I do it to make fun of them. That's why I dress nice to try to expose them. Anybody can put on a suit and tie and look nice, but I'm an insane person. I have a bunch of mental health issues. Like I'm a nut job, but you put on the suit all of a sudden. Oh, look at, look at this proper guy. Look, he looks like he knows what he's talking about. It's all fake. That's right. It's all bull crap. That's right. This one's funny too. So you're rapping and I was, I was howling of the absurdity of this. <laughs> Because it's so damn funny to me. Good, just play a little bit of this, Mike. And we do have some speakers this evening. The first oh, one God. is Alex Stein. <laughs> look, at I got you. the suit on. I got the suit. Alex Stein, and I have a little presentation for you today. I have a little audio accompaniment, but I just want to I want to take a moment. To think about the people of Ukraine and what they're going through. So I prepared a little song for them. Let me turn this on. I got it turned That's... down a little bit. 
It's prime time. Let's, <laughs> let's start that one more time, guys. Come on in the audience. Let's vibe tonight. It's prime time. Officer, you know I'm on the ground. The mic's clipping. You know, gas prices are way too high. Well, Stop you like, come on, Put a bullet in Tim's head. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm a freak for the vaccine. Vaccinate my body at the party. Sipping Bacardi. I'm the proof. <laughs> When I'm in a booth, spitting on the mic. Yeah, it's right. hard to give you the context, yeah. but, but 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 I'm saying, Jim, it's, oh. it's, it's called culture jamming. Is you take the most absurd parts of our culture and you jam in their face, and it's purposely meant to be cringe because it's yeah. this is what they did. The TikTok nurses, Jim, when I, my mom was dying, I'd go to the Chick-fil-A at the bottom of the hospital, and I would yeah, see yeah. nurses on their phone doing a TikTok. And you know what? I'm pro creativity. I don't even sure. care. I'm not mad at the nurses for making a TikTok. I encourage them to do that. But my point being is, this is a society where nurses or people are dying in the ICU and people are doing a dance. Oh, look at my TikTok. This is the harsh reality. The real world we live in is very weird, very uh, doesn't even make sense. So that's what I was trying to do. I tried to put a mirror to that and expose yeah. it and say, this is what's going on. People are dying while people are making TikToks. People are that's doing right. you know, it's just it's absurd and, and that's what i try to that's my humor is i try to mix absurdity and make it seem real and i think that's a recipe for comedy kind of like goat boy or something like that it's like man, that's a, you know what i mean it's, it's just so absurd right. and it's, it's funny absurd. and i think that's what's that is for me that's what's been successful in, in waking people up and making people laugh well i can't thank you enough man you make me laugh I love watching your videos i love how you confront people i love how you come from an angle where they're just not sure if there's something wrong with you. <laughs> if there is. <laughs> they're like, who, you know, who is this guy? And they just completely write you off immediately. And you're below us. And that's what I, I think I enjoy that. And I think we're starting to see more and more and more of that. And I hope we do. Uh, thank God because of people like you. I, I, I'm so glad you're out there, man. We need people like you out there just busting chops, exploiting. The more we can do it, the more we can laugh at them, the more ridiculous we make them look, the more their empire will come crumbling down. And I keep asking, I keep telling people, don't worry about it. We're not talking about violence. We're just no. talking about their reign of terror and power over you, me, Alex, and the world has to come to an end it's it's we're done it's done yeah we need to exploit them and enjoy life and Jim, I just want to say it's a very surreal experience, you know, a guy that is a hero of mine. And I mean, just, you know, I've watched Half Baked a billion times. I mean, obviously everything you did on SNL and I don't want to just kiss your butt. I'm just saying no, it's okay. for me. Thank you. Well, I, well, I'm just saying it's a very surreal moment that I even get to come on a show with you and talk to you. And now I hope we'll be friends. It's, it's like what I'm saying is like minds are coming yeah. together and people yes. like you blowing the whistle when your special gets millions and millions of hits making fun of vaccines. We need that. You are very important in this culture war. And I just want to, you know, commend you on everything you're doing. Cause I know it's not an easy path to walk. I know even people within your family, my own family, my dad thinks I'm insane. And my mom is my biggest fan. My point being is even the people that love us the most think we're crazy and we still yes. choose to walk this path. So I want to commend yes. you for being yourself, Jim. And it's an honor and pleasure. Yeah. And I'm, it's like I said, a very surreal moment. I get to talk to you and thank you again. And the same to you, Alex. I appreciate it. And I'm sorry I wore these sunglasses. It just like, <laughs> Who cares? My eyes are co-starring. Yeah. I don't even today. have pants. Jim, I don't even have pants on. So who cares? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. I don't even have pants on, dude. <laughs> Keep in touch, man. Let's swap contacts. And I thank you very much. Alex Stein, everyone.
Take care. Hey, man, I want to thank Alex Stein for being on the show today. Um, you know, check him out. Check out his videos. Also, J.P. Sears. This guy keeps getting better and better. And every time I think J.P. has outdone himself, he makes another video. I was going to play it on here, but it's like 15 minutes long. He does a sit-down with the president. Bro, my hat's off to J.P. Sears. It is freaking... I, I laughed my ass off. It's freaking brilliant. It's so good. Check out J.P. Sears. That 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 video he did while he's interviewing Biden is on. I reached out to him. I, I is he just you know, he said he was getting his own little production crew. He did it. Hats off to that guy. He's crushing it, crushing it. Um Thank you, Alex, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Keep going after the system. And the same to all of you. Um, simplify your life. Keep the politics out. I know a lot of you still holding on to the politics. They're playing everybody. Everyone plays everybody. We take care of one another. Start taking care of your family, your your neighbors, and don't bring up politics. Bring up your family. Bring up what's going on with your child, what's going on with your parents, what's going on with your neighbors. How can we help each other? Start going back to knocking on a door like, hey, man, I got some coffee, cake. You guys want it, everything cool, blah, blah, blah. Let's have a gathering tonight at the house. Uh, Austin, would you have a couple of cocktails and hang out? Get that back in your life. Turn the damn TV off. Stop watching Netflix. Stop watching all of it. Start getting to know everyone around you. Because that's what's going to help you. And faith, man, I'm telling you. I'm not saying you got to run to a church or whatever. But it's all in here. It's in here. It's in here. God's in here. Oh. All you got to do is let out. Um, thanks for listening today. And as always, your comments are just they're inspiring don't you think you're a little person because i'm telling you you make a big difference more than you can ever imagine more than you can imagine i think a lot of you realize that have a great week um next week we'll see you in charlotte north carolina uh, i'm going to tell you about a cool event i'm doing in nashville we'll talk about that next week after I do it. So next week in Charlotte, North Carolina, I got a tour in November. I'm going to Buffalo, New York. And um, I just added a show to Boca Raton. Boca Raton on Saturday, two Saturdays from now. I'll be there. Go to jimbrewer.com for all that. The Patreon members, we had a great Zoom last week. And I'm going to start figuring out some, maybe some cooler stuff to... Uh, bring them to here somehow some of the vips because we have a good time but anyway at the end of the day thank you for listening i wish you well and um we'll catch you next week on the bruniverse
This is Jim Brewer, and I got my own Patreon page, and hopefully you'll check it out. Live comedy concert streamed once a month. Weekly, you host your own podcast, and you interview me. Early access to the Bruniverse podcast every single week, and I have bonus footage and bonus segments. I promise you I'm not going to let you down. Go check out my official Jim Brewer Patreon page, and I'll see you there.